Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Welcome into the STL All Local Podcast from the KMOX Newsroom with all you need to know from across the region. And our top local story on this Wednesday, March 29th, severe weather is in the forecast, but will it impact baseball? Let's check in with KMOX meteorologist Dave Murray. Michael, our weather is going to be quiet for opening day for the Cardinals. In fact, near perfect Thursday afternoon. The time of concern is going to be Friday, especially Friday afternoon in the window of 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. with rapidly developing rain and thunderstorms. Some of these things could be strong to severe, so we're going to keep a close eye eye on that. They would be really fast movers, but it's something to be concerned about at this point. We'll have details as we get closer and closer. And the potential for severe weather has the National Weather Service delaying a scheduled update for its regional radar array. Forecaster Jared Maples. They had a conference call with some of the regional members and and others who were involved with this upgrade, and um, for good reason, they have delayed the maintenance to April 6th and uh, extend through April Uh, 12th or 13th. If you're concerned with safety downtown for opening day, St. Louis police will have specialized units. Sergeant Charles Wall says don't expect to see all uniformed police officers. The anti-crime task force and mobile reserve unit work undercover. Officers working will be focusing their efforts in the downtown area, specifically around Bush Stadium. The undercover officers will be focusing their attention on parking lots as well as individuals walking on foot to and from the venue. Wall says the bike patrol unit will be out, so expect to see uniformed officers and detectives, but you're strongly encouraged not to leave valuables in your car or guns. Maria Kina, KMOX News. It's opening day eve for the Cardinals, and the club is back at Bush Stadium today. After the Blue Jays got the field for about two hours, the Cardinals hold their own workout in front of tomorrow's opener. Miles Michaelis is set to make the start and will be opposed by Toronto ace Alec Manoa. The two teams will take an off day on Friday before resuming the series over the weekend. Tomorrow's game has a first pitch time of 3:10, and will have coverage all day long here on KMOX. Inside a Bush Stadium, Matt Pauley, KMOX Sports. The body of a man who had been shot to death and buried on a remote Troy, Missouri farm in 1984 has now been identified as a fluorescent real estate agent. Jack Langenecker was 52 when he vanished. His car found at Lambert Airport. Lincoln County Sheriff's Captain David Hill says his murder investigation is now wide open. Figuring out uh, his life, figuring out why somebody would want to murder him. Um, and that's going to involve you know, uh, business records, contacts with with people Um, we really have to establish a pattern of life for him anybody with information on jack langenecker is asked to call the lincoln county sheriff waiting for a tow truck to clean up a previous accident after a police chase five officers were struck by a suspected drunk driver in maryland heights on i-70 overnight two lake st louis cars was parked side by side uh, with their emergency lights on um, blocking lanes one and two and a St. Charles County officer was just ahead of them blocking uh, lane one. Highway Patrol Corporal Dallas Thompson says three Lake St. Louis officers remain hospitalized. The 31-year-old suspect, Matthew C. Jones, faces charges, including endangering a two-year-old in the car. Judge Torbitsky orders the circuit attorney and attorney general into court. Appeals Court Judge John Torbitsky has set the date of Tuesday, April 18th at 1.30 to hear motions in the Quo Warrantil complaint against St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. She's asking the case be dismissed 
protest while Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey filed a motion for her immediate removal over charges she's not fulfilling her duties. The hearing will also consider how the case will be handled going forward. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri called on the Senate for unanimous consent to ban the TikTok app across the country. The problem with TikTok is it's a backdoor for the Chinese Communist Party into the personal lives and information, into the most intimate details of every American's life. The quick action effort failed, but Hawley intends to push forward after Congress banned TikTok on government devices. Republican Senator Rand Paul called it a violation of freedom of speech. Attendees last night at an EPA meeting on the Westlake landfill were told there's more radioactive contamination than they originally thought. But other than that... We really didn't walk away with any answers. That's Don Chapman of Just Moms STL who says there's still no timeline for a cleanup. You know, I think it's important to remember that the people People sitting up at that table were not around 10 years ago. So my anger and my heartbreak is not on them. And I actually hugged one of the engineers and she just cried. Chapman believes it's the EPA outnumbered and outlawed by the Department of Energy, which is dragging its feet on a cleanup. Another meeting is scheduled for May. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Is St. Louis City dumping grounds for trash? Officials say it shouldn't be, but illegal dumping is on the rise. City claims a 137% increase in fines last year over 2020. Now, fines doubled from $500 to $1,000. That may have something to do with it. That happened in November of last year from a ballot issue. Also, new cameras may have helped. The city issued a million dollars of COVID relief money to put them around to catch dumpers red-handed. So, who's doing this? The city claims more than half of those cited last year do not have a St. Louis City address. Outside St. Louis City Hall, Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Help Wanted, the local electrical workers' unions recruiting young people to consider a career as a union electrician. John Karoff is a business representative with IBEW Local 1. Our folks are at almost $74 an hour now, total package. That includes their wages and benefits. Uh, 42 on the check, a little over 42 and change on the check, and then uh, the rest of that's in benefits, full family medical coverage. Plus a pension, Karoff says they're projecting a shortage of some 600 union electricians in the St. Louis area over the next five years because of baby boomers retiring. The KMOX business desk, Spire announced this morning that CEO Suzanne Sitherwood will retire at the end of the year. She led the company for 12 years, joined when it was still called Laclede Gas and only served St. Louis and led the acquisition of several other natural gas utilities, and now there's a search for a successor. As the news continues on KMOX, a murder mystery in Lincoln County, a long unidentified body of a man who was shot to death has now been identified through DNA as a missing St. Louis County man. This is Kevin Killeen in Lincoln County. With the help of anthropology students from Southeast Missouri State University, the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office has identified this body as that of a missing fluorescent real estate agent, 52-year-old Jack Langeneckert went missing actually two years before the body was found in 1982 and then it was found in 1984 in a remote Troy, Missouri farm outbuilding. And heading up this cold case investigation is Captain David Hill. Captain, when you find out who it is, you also find out a lot of leads and a lot of questions to try to solve the murder. It's actually trying to build the, the leads. Uh, we have nothing but questions. It's uh, it's a brand new case, but it's a brand new case without the the benefit of all of the evidence that we are accustomed to working, right? So 40, 40 years ago, uh, law enforcement and technology was very different than it is today. So a, a real estate agent in St. Louis goes missing. 
he turns up dead in your county. What are your questions? How did he get? How did he get to the county? Why did he get to the county? Why was he the victim of a homicide? Uh, we're still at the beginning stages of the investigation. I need people who maybe knew Jack from the 80s before he went missing to reach out to us so that we can start to learn about his, his life, learn wh what his business contacts were, who his friends were. Um, people can tell us about him so we, we have more lines to go down to investigate. We, we don't know whether uh, money might have been a motive, and we don't know whether he had any enemies back in the 1980s. Right now, we, we don't know anything other than who he is, and that he was the victim of a homicide, uh, and that a family missed him for a long time. When he went missing in 1982, did his family file a proper missing persons report? So we've, we've talked to some of the family members and they said that they have, or that they did file a missing person report. But because of the timeline from when we've identified him, we haven't been able to find that particular missing person report for us. So we're still working on which agency he was reported to. And then, uh, you know, those files are going to be stored. Well, if he went missing or his car was found at Lambert Airport, mm -hmm. there's probably, a, if there was a missing person report, it was probably filed in the St. Louis County region? Within the region, but there's a lot of law enforcement agencies in the region. What, what baffles some of us is uh, two years later, when you discover a body that you can't identify, it must have been all over the news because that was 1984, a big time for television news. Newspapers had huge circulation. Why didn't somebody come forward at that time and say, hey, could this be my missing real estate agent? I don't have an answer for that uh, right now. Uh, Do you think this case can be solved? I think this case can be solved. During the news conference, they indicated that there was no ballistics evidence uh, found at the scene of the body. But the prosecutor in this county, Mike Wood, says that this is this is not an insurmountable case. In 1984, they didn't have the technology that we have now available to us. and so. We can't speak as to the quality of the investigation as it occurred at 1984, but we certainly are able to work with what we have now moving forward. What would you need in a case like this one to prosecute someone? It's hard to say because at this point, we're going to have to go through and talk to witnesses. We're going to have to do an investigation into his background, his businesses, his finances. Obviously, it'd be fantastic if we had any type of ballistics or a handgun or fingerprints or DNA that could tie it to somebody and whether we're able to get to that point it's hard to say but I know that Captain Hill will certainly cross those bridges and ask those questions. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. At the news conference, they displayed two enlarged photographs of the victim before he was killed. Jack Langenecker looks out at you with friendly eyes, a handsome man in his early 50s, a well-dressed man, leaving you wondering who would want to kill Jack Langenecker and hide his body on a Troy, Missouri farm. Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app and have a fantastic opening day.